Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of the Life, Liberty, and Pursuit of Happiness Project podcast. I'm Garrett, your host and founder of the Life, Liberty, and Pursuit of Happiness Project. Today, I thought we'd talk about hurricane safety since we uh, did start hurricane season. June 1st was the beginning of the Atlantic hurricane season and Central Pacific hurricane season. And the Eastern Pacific hurricane season started about two weeks before that in mid-May. Um, so we're still at the beginning of hurricane season. It goes through um, the end of November. So that's uh, a ways away. We've got a few months. And so, like I said, I just wanted to uh, grab some or share some tips. Um, so today we've got 10 things not to do, four effects of pollution on hurricanes, and 10 tips what to do. Um, thought of this is pretty basic. Um, but I wanted to share some information, um, and I was prompted with this by um, a visit to weather.com, uh, which is the Weather Channel's website. Um, I ended up uh, going there and finding a video um, about uh, earthquakes and uh, the tsunamis that can happen with those. And we'll talk about those another time, maybe next time, we'll see. Um, but there's a lot of information about hurricanes. I'm like, oh yeah, hurricanes, that's relevant. That's important to talk about. First off, not to do. Number one, when you're riding out or weathering out the storm, um, also known as sheltering in place, um, do not stay in rooms that are near trees that could topple over. Um, really try to avoid exterior rooms um, of the house altogether. Um, number two, try to avoid standing or sleeping near windows, period. Um, so again, that's mostly going to be your exterior rooms. Pretty much avoid exterior rooms, avoid windows, um, your safe sheltering place in your home, if you're sheltering in place, should be uh, towards the center of your home, should be um, in a safe, secure position where things aren't going to be as likely to break through windows or walls and uh, cause you harm. Number three, uh, do not simply put tape on your windows to try to prevent the windows from breaking um, because of the wind and debris from the hurricane. Um, you definitely need to stick with plywood or storm shutters for protecting your windows. Number four, don't just board up the windows that are facing the ocean or facing where you think the storm is coming from. Um, winds and storm can be really variable all over the place. They can come from different directions. They can change direction. Um, so board up all your windows. It's a lot safer that way. It takes a little bit of time and effort, um, a little bit more time and effort, a little bit of extra cost. Um, but it will be well worth it. You know, the storm shutters, plywood, that kind of thing. Um, you know, securing your windows can cost a few hundred dollars, but save thousands of dollars in um, damage to your home. Number five, do not drink tap water until the authorities have had a chance to test the water and uh, verify that it is safe to drink. That is um, pretty self-explanatory. Number six, uh, people will recommend filling your bathtub with water as a way of storing extra water, having it on hand um, in an emergency. It's a nice thought, 
but your bathtub is going to have all kinds of stuff on it. Um, it's going to have potentially germs. It's going to have soap residue, um, hair. Who knows what all it's going to have on it? Um, so use that as a last resort if that's your only means of um, storing water. Um, or if you have other means and you still want to fill that up, use that water last or use that for things that are not related to your own hygiene and drinking and food preparation. What you can do to make that safer if you want to use your tub for water storage is they do sell liners or bladders that you can use um, that will make that a lot safer and a lot cleaner for you. Number seven. After the storm, do not touch downed power lines. Um, that one is another pretty simple one. It seems fairly self-explanatory. Um, assume any downed line is a live wire. It's just that simple. Um, you don't want to get shocked. Um, number eight, related to number seven, don't touch any metal fences that might have um, downed wires along their length anywhere. So um, if you've got a, a metal fence, you think it might be uh, in contact with a downed wire, even if you can't see it, don't touch it. Because um, that's going to conduct the electricity, you can still get shocked and hurt from that. Number nine, make sure your pets are taken care of. Uh, the don't here, do not leave your pets to fend for themselves. Um, if you have to evacuate, take them with you, please, please, please take them with you. That is the best thing for them. Um, if for some reason you cannot take them with you, um, find shelter for them um, before the storm hits. Um, there may be someone who's a little further inland that you can um have watch your pets even if they uh, you aren't able to stay with them um, there may be other um, shelters uh, other organizations may set up animal shelters uh, something like that but please make sure your animals are taken care of and lastly number 10 do not neglect planning for support of your medical needs um, reasonable stockpiles of medication are important um, so again reasonable we're not hoarding um, but we're making sure we have medication on hand to get us through, you know, a month, I think is fine. Um, you know, unless we're talking a major catastrophe. Um, so, you know, you may want to have um, in your supplies, if you're doing preparations for, you know, you want to have a year supply of food, you also want to have a year supply of medicine, um, you know, be wise in how you're doing that. Um, you know, you don't need to have a year supply of antibiotics for taking um, an antibiotic every day, you know, three times a day for every person in your house. Um, that's probably a little bit uh, much. So um, be reasonable. Stockpiling, not hoarding. Um, also make sure you have battery backups for any medical devices that use electricity. So for instance, um, if you use a CPAP machine at night to sleep, um, to help with sleep apnea, uh, make sure you have a battery backup for that. If you need um, your refrigerator to, to stay cold so that you can maintain 
medication um, at a cold, a cooler temperature um, that shouldn't be at room temperature, that's important to do. So um, battery backups or a generator uh, would be a really good idea in that case, uh, especially if you think you may be sheltering in place instead of evacuating. Now, um, we also have some interesting information that came out really recently in the last couple of days. Um, out of a study published in Science Advances. And this is on the effects of pollution on hurricanes. So um, four points here, five really, four of them come directly from the study. Uh, one, less pollution equals more storms and hurricanes. So that's what they're experiencing in the Atlantic. There's been a decrease in pollution um, in the Atlantic. And we're mostly talking particulate matter, things that, you know, exhaust um, from uh, combustion engines, that type of stuff that, that's hanging around in the air. Um, industrial type pollution, um, there's less of it in the Atlantic, so that is leading to an increase in storms and hurricanes. Um, on the other hand, the Pacific is experiencing more pollution, so they're experiencing fewer storms, um, hurricanes, cyclones, typhoons, um, whichever terminology you want to use, it's kind of regional, um, but they all basically mean the same thing. So uh, more pollution, fewer storms. The um, reasoning, the way this works is that the pollution affects how much sunlight is able to come through the atmosphere. And so sunlight, when that reaches the, uh, the ocean, that adds heat and energy to the water, which heats it up. So warmer water means more storms. Um, so that's the third point. Fourth point, less pollution also equals less wind shear. And the wind shear helps to um, hinder the storms from forming and uh, makes it harder for them to stay together as well. So it helps them break up a little bit sooner. So um, less pollution also contributes to um, hurricanes being easier to form and stick around longer because of the decreased wind shear. Um, so just in case anybody's thinking about it, point five um, is no, we should not be polluting more. Um, Pollution is only a small effect compared to the effects of, call it what you will, global warming, climate change, um, whatever you want to call what we're experiencing um, over the last few decades. So continuing to pollute is still a bad idea. Um, we need to be good stewards of our environment. Now, hurricane tips. We've got 10 tips for um, how to be better prepared for when a hurricane happens. So number one, prepare now, don't wait. Um, if you're waiting until a hurricane is in the forecast or on its way, it's going to be too late. So prepare now. Number two, part of preparedness is having an emergency preparedness plan. So make sure your family, anyone else living in your household is aware of your plan. Make sure they have copies of it, they are um, trained on it or, or know, you know what's in it. Um, also, anyone else who's involved in your plan. So um, for instance, if you're gonna stay uh, potentially, um, you have in your plan that grandma's house, 50 miles inland um, in you know, 
obviously another town. Um, they are a potential relocation site for you. If you have to evacuate from the town you live in, make sure they know that. Make sure that they know that there is a possibility that you will relocate to their home and join them. And, you know, it's even uh, the best idea, the best practice would be to make sure that they have a copy of your plan as well. Um, at least a, a digital copy, if not a hard copy. Number three, have variations in your plan, uh, variants of your plan, depending on uh, the storm itself and the factors. So um, have different plans, different evacuation routes maybe, or, or other things that might vary depending on what direction the storm is coming from, how severe the storm is. Um, both of those things can affect the possible impact the storm's going to have. Um, so take those things into account. You may, um, if the storm comes from, say, the south, um, then you may have certain roads available to you. Whereas if it comes from, you know, straight on from the east, those roads may be flooded. Um, so, you know, have different, different routes to take from uh, where you're at to where you're going. Um, vary your plan, have, have options. Options are good, options are our friends. Number four, in many cases, uh, friends or family who are inland, maybe just a few miles, uh, might be sufficient for you to relocate and stay with them for a little while. Um, but make sure A, that they know you might be coming, um, but B, also uh, make sure that um, where they're at, you're not going to get cut off or stranded um, based on flooding or down trees or other factors that might occur. Um, number five, um, if you want someplace even safer than that, often the next town in, uh, next town inland, will be uh, even safer, obviously, um, because of geographic reasons. It's going to be further from the storm. So, you may not need to evacuate to like the next state over or to go, you know, 100 miles away, whatever the case may be. Um, depending on the track of the storm, you may be able to just move, you know, 10 miles and be totally safe. So again, staying informed and having variations to your plan, super important, um, super helpful. Number six, if you plan to possibly use hotels, rentals, uh, Verbo, Airbnb, anything like that, those are going to fill up super fast. Um, so if you're going to plan on using those in your emergency plan for areas to relocate to, um, which honestly I would not recommend, um, if you have other options that will be more available, that's going to be your preferable option. Um, but if you do have those in your plan, um, make sure that you are you have lots of options. You know, if you're going to possibly stay at a hotel, make sure you've got a list of several hotels that you might stay at. Number seven, have an emergency kit. Um, have that preloaded in your car um, in case there is a need for evacuating. You know, once there's a hurricane headed your direction, load it up just in case. That way you don't have to worry about grabbing it when it's time to go. Uh, similarly, anything else that wouldn't be necessarily in your kit that you might want to take with you, 
Um, go ahead and preload that in your vehicle as well. That way, again, the less you have to pack at the time you have to evacuate, the better. Number nine, um, evacuating again, when an evacuation order comes through, you know, there's a reason that those evacuation orders are there. So um, it's really wise to take those into account. Um, I know people out there sometimes prefer to um, shelter in place and weather out the storm. Every time, you know, there's hurricanes uh, in the news, I see that happen. I live in the Pacific Northwest, so hurricanes are not in my realm of experience personally. Um, so that does not make sense to me whatsoever uh, to stay there when, and ignore an evacuation order. But I'm totally not judging. If that's your thing, if that's your call, that's your uh, preference, that's totally up to you. Um, but make sure that you are um, able to be self-sufficient. Do not rely on other people to come and rescue you if uh, there's flooding around or in your house um, or, or other things you're cut off. And make sure you're self-sufficient. Um, if you're, you're relying on other people, you're putting them at risk, you're taking away from resources that can be used for um, other things to be helping the community. Um, so please make sure you're being self-sufficient. And then uh, number 10, the final uh, suggestion that I have um, is vehicle preparedness for your car, truck, or whatever you're using. Um, keep your gas tank full uh, or relatively full, um, at least half a tank. So um, when you get down to half a tank, fill up. Um, that way, if you do have to evacuate somewhere, you make sure you've got enough fuel to get where you're going. If there is an evacuation, um, odds are gas prices will go up. Call it uh, supply and demand, or maybe it's um, price gouging, you know, depending on the situation, depending on the, um, the business or the vendor. So, you know, it's better not to risk having to deal with that. Uh, keep your gas tank full. And along with that, keep uh, your vehicle maintained. Um, keep your, keep current on your oil changes, your uh, brake maintenance, um, your pads and everything getting changed when they need to. Um, you know, all those fluids and everything, make sure all that's current. Um, that's an important part of car maintenance in general. Um, but you really don't want to risk being in a situation where you're evacuating from a natural disaster and your car breaks down. That is our 10 things not to do for effects of pollution and 10 tips for hurricane safety um, as we go into um, the 2022 hurricane season. So uh, I hope this has been helpful for you. I appreciate you joining me. And I will see you again soon.